faithwire.com. NFL star Aaron Rodgers hits back after being called a liar and an anti-vaxxer. Today's Friday, November 5th, 2021. I'm Dan Andros. We'll have this top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. Four big stories, three things you need to know about them all from a Christian perspective. That's what we do here. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We're here Monday through Friday. We'd love to have you with us. Joining me as usual, Trey Gons Phillips and Billy Hallowell from faithwire.com. What's going on, guys? Living hey, the hey. dream. <laughs> so, we're, I feel like this podcast today is just like a cancel-a-thon. Like it we're is. just talking all things cancel culture. <laughs> so, but I'm gonna talk about uh, Chris Pratt. He's the latest on the chopping block again. It mm. seems like he's always up for up for cancellation. <laughs> but uh, the latest reason is ridiculous. It's over an Instagram post that was completely not controversial. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, and I'm going to be talking about cancel culture. Surprise, because that's what we're talking about. Cancel a thon. It's a cancel a thon Friday. It's a cancel a thon. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about where Americans stand on it and whether or not Americans believe that we should support the freedom of speech or we should really just protect people's feelings. So we'll be talking about uh, the Rasmussen poll that just came out on that. Yeah, interesting stuff there for sure. We're going to start here. Story number one, uh, since it's cancel a thon is Aaron Rodgers, and um, they're they're out there trying to cancel him right now. Uh, this was after he reportedly tested positive for COVID, and he's going to miss uh, the game coming up this weekend against the Chiefs. I mean, maybe just people who are betting on the games are just really mad because they put in a bet, and <laughs> now he's not playing. He's going to throw everything off. But um, speculation aside, he uh, doubled down today and fiercely defended his decision to not get vaccinated, citing, quote, his own research, uh, but he blasted the NFL for their, quote, draconian rules for players who um, didn't want to get the vaccine. So he went on the uh, Pat McAfee show and went in depth on on explaining why he, he chose not to get vaccinated. And um, he cited a couple things. One of them was he said he had an allergy from an ingredient in the mRNA vaccines. He also said that he had talked to Joe Rogan, who there's another one that they tried to cancel over the ivermectin um situation there so um so here's what uh aaron Rodgers had to say he went on the pat mcafee show and um it's a sports show and uh here's here's a little bit about a little bit of what he said i realize i'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now so before my final nail gets put in my cancel culture uh, casket i think i'd like to set the record straight on so many of the uh, blatant lies that are out there about myself right now um and I appreciate the opportunity to tell my side of the story on here. First of all, I didn't lie in the initial press conference. Uh, during that time, it was a very, uh, you know, witch hunt uh, that was going on across the league where everybody in the media was so concerned about who was vaccinated and who wasn't and what that meant and who was being selfish and who would talk about it and what it meant if they said it's a personal decision. They should, shouldn't have to disclose their own uh, medical information and whatnot. And at the time... My plan was to say that I've been immunized. Um, it wasn't uh, some sort of ruse or lie. It was the truth. And I'll get into the whole immunization in, in a second. But uh, had there been a follow-up to my statement that I've been immunized, I would have responded uh, with this. I would have said, look, um, I'm not... Uh, you know, some sort of anti-vax flat earther. 
Um, I am somebody who's a critical thinker. Uh, you guys know me. I march to the beat of my own drum. I believe strongly in bodily autonomy. And so he went on talking about how he thought you should have the, your own choice to put what you want to or not want to uh, in your own body. He um, he cited a bunch of things. He said, uh, you know, the potential of becoming infertile from the vaccines, even though um, experts from Johns Hopkins and other places have have said they haven't found any links to that yet. So, um, so he went on and I mean, he was on for a while and he explained to these things talking about how, uh, he didn't think they were based on science at all. Some of these reasons. And, um, and so guys, he got a lot of grief because Kyrie Irving, uh, had been getting a lot of grief. Another, he's an NBA star and he has not been able to play this year because, uh, he decided to not get vaccinated as well said he wasn't going to get vaccinated, but in New York and Brooklyn where he plays, there's a mandate there that you can't go into that arena unless you've been vaccinated. So he's unable to play home games. So the team just said, well, we'll wait until things change and then you can come back. So, but Rogers, he cited that press conference and he had said at the beginning that he was immunized. So everyone was saying, well, he was being sneaky there. He's basically lying. And so that's why he was saying, I wasn't lying. There wasn't a follow-up question. So um, I mean, I'll leave it up to everybody else to decide whether or not he quote unquote lied, but, um, but there's a situation there. You've got a prominent, uh, NFL star now sitting on the sidelines this weekend and it this in the center of the woke mob, as he said, over the vax mandates. Yeah. I just, it's, it's odd to me. That's like, why, why are we making this <laughs> something everybody has to know about like yeah. it's got to be this big story and it's got to be trotted out for every single famous person or athlete or whatever every politician who gets vaccinated when they get vaccinated how long they've been vaccinated it's just a bizarre a bizarre thing and i think we're missing all of this nuance because they're even like part of the reason why medical people are or some of them refusing to get vaccinated is because they've had COVID and they've recovered uh, and they don't see a need to get vaccinated. But it's like, we don't even like, we're, we're not even making space for that as a possibility. Uh, and then we're not talking about maybe the people who like the ESPN reporter, I can't remember her name right now, who left ESPN because of a vaccine mandate, who after talking with her doctor, she decided for medical reasons, fertility issues were her concern as well. She decided not to get the vaccine for now. It's like, why, why can't we allow these different different uh these different possibilities of why people are choosing not to get vaccinated uh because it is something that's going into your body it is brand new uh, and if you are vaccinated and you're surrounded by other vaccinated people you're you're going to be okay if you're around somebody who's not vaccinated can he get fined or anything like that because i've seen some reports some have said that he may be able to be fined if you know people feel that he was misleading in any way uh yeah the nfl has been Fining uh, teams for uh, any violations of what he called those draconian rules. So they haven't made a decision yet. But uh, I, there was another team, and I'm forgetting which one off the top of my head, that had some COVID protocol violations, and they lost draft picks. So that's oh, even wow. bigger. You know, a team, these teams that make billions of dollars, you know, you fine them a million dollars, and it's like, okay, that's annoying, but not the end of the world for them. But the draft picks are a bigger deal to them because that's how they build their teams. That's how they keep you know young talent coming in and keeping their teams competitive so uh you know the, the the money amount doesn't hurt them so much but losing a pick that is where hitting them where it hurts so some thinking that uh, while there hasn't been a decision yet that that may be coming 
Well, you know, and, and I think that to his point, regardless of what people think about him in this particular circumstance, to his point about the rules, a lot of these rules have not made sense. Trey, you were saying, you know, look, people who have had COVID, why are they, why are we not allowing them to test, right? If they have antibodies, why are we forcing them into getting a vaccine? You know, there are some studies, and of course, every study is going to tell you something different, but that have shown that once you've had COVID, those are better antibodies, right, than, than the ones mm -hmm. that people are getting from vaccines. Now, whether or not that holds true, if you're truly following the science, you would think that those people, you know, they, they shouldn't be forced into that because they've already gone through it. They already have what they need. Uh, and then once they don't, guess what? And because that's been the biggest argument. Well, when those people, you know, eventually they're going to they're going to need the vaccine. Well, guess what? Vac vaccinated people also lose, you know, their their antibodies as well and need to get boosters, hence the booster that has come out. So to me, a lot of this, I think it sows distrust in people because there's not consistency. So his story is his story is interesting. I do think it's a little, you know, intriguing to say, oh, I'm vaccinated, right? When you know what the real question is. At well, immunized. Yeah, he said, he said I'm immunized. immunized. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, immunized. No, no, yeah. yeah, that's. But yeah, you yeah. know, I think. Listen, at the at the end of the day, should we be forcing people into this? Think about women. If you're trying to plan a pregnancy, there are some mm -hmm. complications there, you know, as well that that the government is looking into, uh, and they're doing studies on it because you know they've they've noticed that there are women who are missing their menstrual cycle. So there's just a lot a lot going on here, and it's getting stranger by the day. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's it's concerning when you or not concerning, but I can understand the questions when when the government CDC, whoever says there's no fertility issues. And then in the like the hand behind their back, uh, by the way, we're, we're looking into it. We're, like, looking we're doing into studies it, on it. But go ahead and get the vaccine because there are no issues with fertility. <laughs> right. We'll figure uh, so it out later. Just, we'll read the bill yeah. after we pass it. Don't worry right, about yeah. it. And, and if it and if it turns out there are some issues and you can't now get pregnant for the rest of your life are bad are bad on that <laughs> yeah it seems like why uh, would you risk it but that's just maybe it's just me but all right who's uh who's up next on uh cancel a -thon 2021 trey all right so <laughs> oh geez it might be i don't know but for right now <laughs> nobody knows who trey is but everybody knows who chris pratt is so uh chris pratt is on the cancel block this week so uh, obviously he's the guardians of the galaxy star he's in parks and Rec, so it made him famous um, he is facing some intense criticism uh, from social media users uh, over real, uh, what I think is nothing, but uh, over an Instagram post. I'm going to read a portion of what he said. Uh, we can all, like see, I wonder if anybody, whoever's listening, if y'all can, after I read this, you'll be able to pick out what's offensive because I had to read up before <laughs> yeah. I knew what was, what was offensive. So it's about his wife, uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger. He said, we met in church. She's given me an amazing life, a gorgeous, healthy daughter. She chews so loudly that sometimes I put in my earbuds to drown it out, but that's love. She helps me with everything. In return, periodically, I open in a jar of pickles. Uh, that's the trade, he added. Uh, her heart is pure and it belongs to me. It's her birthday in about six weeks. So if you don't get, so if I don't get her anything, uh, I'll tell her to look back on this post. I love you. Um, so the the post really, to, and it's a picture of, of Pratt with his wife and his wife is looking at, her, at him. Um, it's, it's like standard fare, I think, for a for a couple, to, you know, just wanting to, to, to post about, uh, about their spouse. But um, it didn't go over too well. So the Daily Dot, it's a left-leaning media outlet. Uh, this is number two here. They used the buzz over the Instagram post to remind readers, one, uh, that Chris Pratt attends an allegedly homophobic megachurch. Uh, and then, uh, so here's here's where the, the frustration came. 
uh, without any indication about the post's caption, uh, you know, that it was anything other than just a, a lighthearted, less than serious post. Uh, the Daily Dot said that Pratt was seemingly promoting sexist ideas about marriage uh, and painting a picture of a straight marriage with uneven gender roles, talking about how she does everything and all he does is open a pickle jar, uh, with himself as a careless layabout husband who relies on his perfect angel of a wife, giving very little in return. Uh, and then here, the, the, the other crux here was that, that people were upset about him saying healthy daughter, uh, referring to the child that he has with Schwarzenegger. They said that it was intended to be a cruel jab at his ex-wife, Anna Ferris, uh, with whom he has a son named Jack, who was born prematurely uh, and suffers from health issues. Uh, that's just a, we talked about this on a video that's up on YouTube right now. Uh, that is just a, a, a gross gross comment to make. Um, but I think, and Billy, you mentioned this in the video, that the the real core of the issue was that he, the four words he wrote, which is we met in church, like so much of it hinges on his faith. Uh, and, and it's like, because of his faith, we have to assume that all of these things that he posts, there's some sort of nefarious or like dark motivation behind them. Uh, I mean, why would he ever say anything uh, about his own child, like throwing his own child under the bus and then, you know, by the way, swiping at his ex-wife, who's the mother of this child. He even said several years ago, so Jack was born prematurely and has had several uh, developmental issues because of it. Uh, he said that prayer, this was in 2016, he credited prayer for saving his son's life. He asked for prayer at the time. Uh, he and Anna Ferris both. Uh, so there, it's just frustrating to me and just disheartening to see the media taking, this is why it matters, I think. They're taking something that is, one, not a controversy whatsoever, uh, and and feeding off of a few posts on social media that have since become hundreds and thousands of posts against against Chris Pratt. Uh, and they're making this a, a divisive family issue, bringing in Anna Ferris, their son Jack, uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger, Chris Pratt, and they're just they're just drumming up division in a family, or at least trying to, uh, over a post that that is completely innocuous, other than the fact that it's Chris Pratt who's become more and more comfortable talking about his Christian faith uh, and is also increasingly apolitical in a time when everybody has to be political. And that's just two dings against him. So every time I see him come up in the news, I think, how else is the media going to punish him for being a Christian and for refusing to to get into the politics game? Mm. That is, yeah. And, and I think that's the hitting the nail on the head. It's not just the Christian thing, but I think that's the biggest piece. I think the political piece as well, you know, when you can't get something out of someone, since he's not saying something hateful, he's not doing something hateful, the go-to is apparently find something completely insane and force it into one of his Instagram posts, and then we can complain about him endlessly. And it's just, to me, this is Part of the selfishness of human beings right now, we're, we're so me, 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 we're so obsessed with how we feel and how we think about everything that I think we just read in to everything. I have to say, I think this is one of the more bizarre examples of people overreading into something that I've seen yeah. in a long time. Yeah, definitely. And uh, the other thing that uh, I think if you guys touched on it, um, uh, I might have missed it, but the the health aspect, did we talk, did we dive into the health aspect yet? Yeah, we a talked little a little bit, bit yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah, Apologies. I mean, I, I think yeah, I got... that's the sickest part. You know, I really do. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, like, the, the assumption there is just so incredible. The leaps and bounds you have to make to go to say that that's... I think that actually says more about your own heart if you're thinking that this is something that's even possible. 
<laughs> well, because you yeah. believe that that's a good point. You are basically saying you think that people are that nasty and terrible that they would actually do that to their own child. That that's a normative <laughs> right. thing that you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's even in the realm of possibility. I guarantee you, Chris Pratt had, did not even think that this was in the realm of possibility uh, that someone would when he wrote that post. There, there's not even a chance that uh, he yeah. he thought that this was even remotely controversial. And, you, you know, there are plenty of famous people. I mean, we could we could go down the list. It's a mile long of famous people who have separated, have ex-spouses and they have children together and they make comments all the time about their the children they have with their current spouse. And nobody says anything as if that's some sort of dig at the children from the previous relationship. I mean, when would that ever be a, a normal thing to do to y'all's point? So it seems to me that it has to be the media is already largely skeptical of faith. Yeah, uh, they, they don't approve of the ways that people live their life. They think that it, it, it goes against what is culturally acceptable. We're being intolerant for being Christian. So it, it just follows that, well, if he must have bad motivations for the way that he's saying this right. because he's a Christian. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a sad situation. Just... But congratulations guys to Chris Pratt for, um, for his cancel his participation <laughs> in cancel a thon 2021 here. Um, but <laughs> All right, Billy. Yes. Who's uh, who? Who do we got? Uh, what do we have up next for uh, Cancelathon 2021? Since well, I'm just going to go ahead and brand the show as <laughs> that now at this point for today. If you're tired of if you're tired of cancel culture, uh, <laughs> you know, stop listening now because we're going to talk a little <laughs> bit more about it. But no, it's uh, this is a new poll that came out from Rasmussen Reports, and it's interesting and it matters. I'm going to lead with that because it actually gives us a tone and tenor for where the American public is right now on these issues of cancellation. And they do a really good job in the poll before they asked the question. They defined what cancel culture is. They called it, quote, form of censorship that harms the careers and reputations of public figures for doing and saying things that are considered offensive. So you get that definition there. And then they asked people, do you think it's gotten out of control? And it was actually sort of encouraging to see that 72% of Americans believe that cancel culture has gotten completely out of control. And only 15% disagreed that it's gotten out of control. So the vast majority of the country is really sort of tired of this, it seems like. There were another 12% who felt like they weren't really sure where they stood on that. But I found that you know pretty encouraging. And they made a note in, in the write-up, um, Rasmussen, that this was done in the wake of the whole Dave Chappelle thing, you know, his drama with Netflix over his uh, his show that he, I think the closer it's called. And so that particular special, he made some comments about transgender issues and that really upset people and there were a lot of calls to cancel him. But there was another finding and this to me is really the pinnacle of this issue, right? Because I was saying before we're kind of in this place where people are so selfish, it's all about me my emotions matter so much that if you don't bend to them and do what I want you to do and say what I want you to say and, and just glorify me, then I'm going to hate on you and make sure you never work again. I mean, that's sort of the mentality driving this. But when you ask Americans, you know, do you believe it's more important to protect free speech or to protect people from speech that is offensive? 75% of the public said that protecting free speech matters more than protecting those emotions. That is actually, mm. I mean, I'd love to see that be 100%, but the fact that it's at 75% 
is encouraging. And I think people do recognize that the First Amendment matters, that giving people the freedom to be wrong, they have the right to be wrong. And of course, there are limits on that. But most of these people who are being canceled, in Chris in Chris Pratt's case, he actually did nothing but breathe. Right. Um, yeah, so it's it, whatever. Most of them are not doing anything. They're just saying something that's countercultural. And by the way, and I'll stop here, but they're saying something that would have been accepted four or five years ago as as the normative sort of perspective and no longer is. Yeah. Yeah, I just I wonder sometimes when we're when we write these kind of stories, obviously they're important to write about and they're important to talk about, but I wonder how many regular everyday Americans, like they're going to pick up their kids from school and they're like cooking dinner and they're doing their job and going about their lives. Like how many of these people actually care? It just seems like it's the media trying to, trying to make us care all yeah. the time about stuff that we don't oh. care about. I mean, like with Dave Chappelle, for example, he's been like the, the headliner of, of cancel culture the last month. Uh, now Chris Pratt, obviously for this, this dumb story, but um, <laughs> it, it just, <laughs> It just just seems like everybody who who likes these celebrities, uh, you know, they're just like if you brought this up to them, they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Like I, I've been watching Dave Chappelle all the time. I just watched his special. Like I I've, I don't care. Like I don't care what he thinks about certain issues. I just think he's funny, so I watch him. The same with Chris Pratt. Like uh, I didn't even know he was a Christian, or I didn't know that this was his opinion i just like his movies like i just think that's how the vast majority of people yeah. are they don't they kind of check out on this stuff and it's the media that's trying to make I don't, us care i don't think any of this stuff is real almost none of it is real yeah. it's very twitter-based because in here I, this is part of this is how it works i think you're right about it the media pushing this tray and part of the problem is the media has gotten so lazy that twitter is where they get 80 percent of their news and so, I mean, how many times have you seen it? Well, Twitter is very outraged at this. How, how's that news? How is some egg <laughs> account what they're tweeting? <laughs> Did you ever before the internet go, you know what? Here's Fred in his mom's basement. And boy, is he outraged at what Chris Pratt said today. I mean, no one would ever think that's news, but it's on Twitter. So, oh my goodness. And there's 10 Freds in their base mom's basements now that are mad. So... Now it's news. Yeah, and there's at least one Fred on this call who's mad about this. <laughs> me. But no, it's, you know, I, but don't you think that really what we have here, I agree with you guys 100%. We have the reality TV version of media now. This is reality TV. People go in and it's quote unquote real, and then they have to create fake scenarios in order to get ratings. And then those fake scenarios actually start to drive real life and in some cases ruin people's lives. Yeah. And that's what we're doing with the media now. You know, the media, they're pushing these narratives and these things things that are not real they then suddenly become real and there's real ramifications yeah. for them and that that's not good no and i think what people it would be nice to go back to a place i remember you know i used to work for the blaze and glenn beck when he was on fox news and there were always people these organizations trying to get him canceled and they would do this to not just glenn but anybody that had an organization out there there were always these people trying to cancel and the common response from any organization or corporation or media personality to all these campaigns was just to ignore it because the advertisers yeah. didn't want to deal with it. And um, you knew that it was faux outrage, you know, 99% of the time. And um, and so it, until people and organizations and companies and individuals start ignoring Twitter hate, who cares what they say on Twitter, um, then it's just going to continue to be a problem. 
Yeah, and yeah, I I wrote about this a little bit in a, an op-ed I have up on faithwire.com about the Chris Pratt situation. When you know, I'm reading into it, and I'm, I remembered the the backlash, and this is where a lot of it stems from, that Chris Pratt faced in 2019 because of the church he goes to in L.A. being anti-LGBTQ is the, yeah. the claim against the church. So, But all of it stemmed from the fact that Pratt was on The Late Show, and he mentioned on The Late Show that he did the Daniel fast at his church. <laughs> and then all of the like internet Twitter sleuths went online to find everything that they could about, uh, about Zoe church, the church that he was attending at the time. I, I assume he still goes there. Uh, and they, they wrote headlines about it being anti LGBTQ because that was what Ellen now Elliot page uh, said in a tweet about it. And th- there's another article that said it's a home for religious obsession uh, <laughs> that, that Hollywood has. And I'm just thinking like, how are you, do you have no nothing else to do like all of these journalists and i say that in air quotes uh, like all of these journalists are spending all of their time because he mentioned the like chris pratt mentions the daniel fast during a, a passing conversation on the late show or he made a passing reference to it on the late show and and we have to come up with this entire like story about it like this is not news no not news not at all no. not at all it's sad it's, so yeah, um, it's a right. snooze. It's not news. It's a snooze. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, let's. Uh, I got time. Let's just one headline here, guys. I want you to react to, and then we'll and then we'll wrap it up here for the week. But um, Winsome Sears, one of the big stories on CBN and Faithwire this week, her speech um, after the Youngkin victory and her victory um, as Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, and. There was a segment on MSNBC that was just unbelievable with Joy Reid and a guest um, who was uh, a contributor, Michael Eric Dyson. And they basically said that um, she was, I want to find the exact quote here, basically said that she was a puppet and, you know, happy to be used. You know, they're just, they're using her to just, move her mouth and spout white supremacist ideas. But anyway, she responded here, guys, and she said to Joy Reid, hey, um, I'm still waiting for my invite to come on your show. Uh, you know, and she said, let's see if the, if she's woman enough to do that. I'd go on in a heartbeat and we'd have a real discussion without Joy speaking about by, by me behind my back, if you will. I mean, come on, Joy, get your facts straight and come talk to me. <laughs> What's your guys' reaction to that? I'm she's bold i mean she's bold but also i mean if these people are going to spout 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 i feel like glenn beck was has always been really good about this bringing people on fine you want to talk come on let's have a conversation if you can't respond and have that conversation then nothing that you're saying or doing is you're not saying or doing anything in good conscience you're doing things and saying things just to get ratings to me mm-hmm. i would say come on my show you know what? Come on, let's have a conversation. Again, I just I think these people are looking for ratings and they're willing to say and do whatever they, yeah. you know, they can to get them. Yeah, I mean, it's all just it seems more and more that this is just a game. Like it's a game for clicks. Uh, like you said, Billy, it's a game to to get eyes on the TV because that makes money that lines pockets. Uh, and it just is so frustrating to me to to notice the double standard and feel like there aren't any people calling it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, th- that is like the epitome of like a racist comment to make that she is a, a, an, an autonomous woman, our, the Virginia's incoming lieutenant governor, a, a former U.S. Marine. I mean, so just an accomplished woman. Uh, in in her own right, she also went to Regent University, which I found out recently yeah. too. So that's pretty cool. But um, 
so she's this a, a truly accomplished woman who happens to also be a black woman. Um, and, and we're willing to throw her skin color under the bus if it means a, a political win, right. I guess, for the yeah, left. The, and, yeah. it's, and, and the left is supposed to be this party of people who is so incredibly and deeply and profoundly and genuinely concerned about race and, and, and ethnicity in this country. It just yeah. is like the hypocrisy is disgusting. It's unbelievable. I mean, do you actually care about the this particular race and what they have the people in it have to say or do you just want them to agree with everything that you think uh because right. you just whenever, the talking point yeah when somebody yeah. disagrees then all of a sudden they're this an idiot they're the, i mean to call this like you said trey a highly decorated woman accomplished a marine all these things a jamaican immigrant came here with nothing in their pocket you know their family i mean it's it's utterly demeaning to to say something like that about someone like her but thankfully um, I am sure that she can handle it because she's obviously a tough cookie and, uh, you know, this, these sorts of uh, jabs from Joy Reid aren't going to aren't going to make her curl up into the fetal position anytime no. soon. So and she's a winner. She's, she yeah, won this week. So she won. Whatever. All right. Hey, that's all the time we have for this episode. As always, head on over to faithwire.com and cbnnews.com for more news from a Christian perspective. God bless. We'll see you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend. Don't get canceled.